Oh, hey there. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. I want to let you know that you're a badass. And if you think we're badass, maybe you should comment and rate us on iTunes and shout obscenities at us via Twitter. Now, let's tell some stories. When last we left Gritten One, they had journeyed deep into the Mornlands to find the last remaining core they needed in order to repair the Chaos Engine. Along the way, they battled monstrous one-eyed elf mutants and sifted through the rubble of Grit's old home. We join them now, with the Chaos Engine roaring to life and about to teleport back to Faerun. It pulls the lever. In an instant, it is like it is like an elevator just drops. And that's what you get the rush and feeling of. Life drops from below you. The chamber itself dissolves away. It's like you're spinning through time and space. It's it's like you're you're not you're almost seeing yourself through the eyes of a thousand different eyes. Um, Grit. The first time this happened to you, um, this is the same feeling. And in your mind's eye, there are flashes. Like you had seen flashes before, and this is where you saw the darkest timeline before. There were demon lords running rampant topside of Faerun. Mistport, burning. You saw Matilda in a red mage battle mask. You don't know what a red mage battle mask is, but you sure as hell know that that was Matilda. She had thrown her friends into a portal and left someone you've never met that you saw briefly in the last moments of being in the Underdark, there's, there's some, some Sun Elf. And you see the Sun Elf, uh, where Matilda looks over at the Sun Elf, um, and this is before, this is still talking about the first flash you saw. Matilda looked over at the Sun Elf and with, and with fingers uh, clenching into a fist, um, the Sun Elf body dissolves, rich, divine energy had been sucked out of it and that energy flowed right into you see it now a, a talisman of some sort a dagger a dagger amulet that she's wearing around her chest a dagger when that happens that's the last you saw but behind her complete destruction and chaos as you see the demigorgon rumbling through Mistport. Now, you see a new image flashing before you. 
you see the image of what looks to be a minotaur, but a huge, 50 feet tall. This minotaur seems to be clawing its way out of a portal where there's looks like a bunch of red mages and you know the style and look of a red mage and they look wide-eyed surprised even as a couple of them turn in fear and a couple actually raise their arms and welcome you see smolder you see ash you see fire everywhere screams and then suddenly you see everyone else that you were with not we're with but you see one you see Bup, but you also notice time has stood still. And you are not in Mistport. There seems to be, seems to be an academy of sorts, large academy buildings. And you are on the, well, it seems to be like more of a cliff face uh, side of this academy building of this, of this island. You don't have to roll for it because you know what this is. This is the Red Mage Enclave. And it is currently on fire. But right now everything is stopped. You also see one more image. And this image is a Matilda talking to some other demon lord. And she's saying, no, no, I won't do this. She somehow gets some kind of book. It seems very confusing, and she she leaves. And you see you see a tiefling, and this tiefling has these grand wings. And as as Matilda is leaving, you, you see this demon, for better lack lack of better words, um, command this tiefling to go, destroy them, destroy them all and free me. And then you see more fire. As this tiefling stands before Victor, Twix, Franklin. It's all your friends. It's wings outstretched, floating up, and it is raining down fire. There is a bloodlust in its eyes. The image fades away, and time has stopped. One, you also had images. Images of somebody lovingly trying to create your body, like an artisan somewhere. It is, it is a human. He's dressed in robes. He has tinkerer's stuff all around him. He's excited nervous and then you can see like zooming in like the image wants you to see the mushroom cloud behind him you see him lay his hands on you he mutters some words hastily and your body sinks away go somewhere else the last image that rolls through your mind uh, one is that of you seeing yourself essentially not activated your same faceless feature there with a row of other faceless warforged and laura looming over them 
She picks one up. This is maybe a few down from you. And you're in the last of the row. And you just hear a kind of... I hope this one works. Hope this one works. That would be great if this works. She's kind of whistling to herself. As she... As she takes one of the Warforged and she starts tinkering with it, with runes, arcane symbols, and then a blast rockets the entire facility. Things go dark, and that is the last thing you see in the flash. We're now at a time stop. Grit. You're the only one walking around. You see the crashing waves of the island, the beach ahead of you. But uh, you're on a cliff face, essentially, looking down at all. But you see, obviously, you see one, you see Bup, frozen, like a painting. You see people scattering in mid-scatter. A lot of death. A lot of smoke billowing out. You don't know how long this takes. The last time this happened to you, maybe it was five minutes, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. But it's chaos magic. Could be an hour. You might be stuck like this. Who knows? Well, he's going to take a second and kind of get orient- oriented with everything and take stock of the situation. Um, do I see the source of the chaos? If I look around, do I see what's causing the fire? What's called what everybody's so afraid of? Not from this angle, no. You do see more fire um, centered into what looks to be the main, I say, I would say campus of this basically city, towering spires and 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 such. Mm-hmm. But that's it, the smoke's too too high. The, um, you don't necessarily see what's going on. All right. You just know there's chaos out there and a lot of death. Damn it. I guess that three three to four percent. I mean, I have time to do what I wanted to do, so I need to do this now. He pulls, he, uh, Grit will reach into his uh, kit and pull out his arcane tinker tools, and you see him walk over to one and start inscribing a glowing rune on where his forehead would be um and takes probably i'd say about five minutes to complete and when he's done the whole rune on 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 him glows a really bright white and then fades away and the rune is now gone and Greg starts putting his all everything away. He kind of checks and makes sure everything is working. Like maybe his tech, make sure his uh, he's uh, assume has some sort of uh, homing beacon or at least a uh, uh, piece of equipment he can look at to make sure he sees or it may, can uh, communicate with everything that the other. Um, what do they call? Yeah, it? well, so we didn't actually say this beforehand before he walked into the chamber, but uh, there is essentially a bracer that you could wear once you got through the jump to start activating certain protocols and such. Yeah, and what were those things called? These skills? Uh, not the Warforged, the other ones. Oh, um... What buttons? The, uh, Scriptborn. Scriptborn. Scriptborn, okay. 
Yeah, just to make sure that I'm looking at my bracer to make sure that I, I can see each of the pieces of equipment that the Scriptborn have been bringing. Right now, the time magic has is kind of screwing with the with your ability to use it. Well, I'll take this opportunity to... Um, uh, how far... Uh, can I see the front? You're actually... You're more of a clearing that's more of a on a cliffside. I can kind of think of like a... Um, an offshoot to the to the to the central point of the city. Okay. Um, and the city's on on basically kind of all along the cliff that's on this island, but there is a major like city point that the that the fire is billowing out from. Okay, and I can see it. Up. You can see the you can see that you can't see what clearly what's going on there. It's probably um, you know, five hundred feet away, something like that. Okay. It's it's not it's obscured. Your your vision's but, obscured. But but things. even back then, I, the, the time stop is extending out to that city. Yes, everything seems to okay. be frozen in time. All right, then I'm just going to prepare myself for when it drops. Yeah, um, it it drops probably probably a minute later. Okay. After you after you've done the glyph, if you che- after you uh you've checked your bracer, it's kind of screwy right now because of the time magic, and then uh, then you just kind of brace yourself and then and you just hear screams bellowing out in the back okay there's no one right now that's actually you see alive you you see a lot of red mage robes and people that are just kind of off in the distance say about a hundred feet away at that point um the closest there's like a um there's a couple buildings pretty close by at that point that you can see um those aren't necessarily on fire, but you do see people dead in front of the in front of the buildings. Okay. And you you do hear the raging um, that you do hear some screams out in the distance. I'll walk over to I'll uh, kind of run, run over to, to one. We're not quite where we wanted to be. Where are we now? We're at a. Some sort of red mage school. Are these the ones that you were speaking of? No. No, we're at least a day away. Maybe three. From where we're supposed to be. But I think that we're on time. Just at the wrong place, but it could have started early. We need to go down there and see what's going on. I'm with you. I motion for Bub to come and start making our way down. Yeah, you pass. This is a this is like a large cobblestone road, essentially. That you can that's winding around the cliff, and you do come up. And first, you see um, you come to, to a couple collection of buildings that you can only have, these are houses. It's looking like townhomes. And the front side of them all looked wrecked and on fire. You see a few mages, and they have large gash wounds across them. Is, is, you said this is a uh, on a. Is this a this is an island, right? So it's it's an island, but the city is all kind of around the cliff. But there's a major point of the city. There's like a, a central a central piece where there's more spires all together. I'm gonna pull up my vial. Uh, ask Leviathan with your divine Muji Wooji, do you sense anything? 
I would appreciate it if you didn't call it Wooji Wooji Grit. He always used to think that was funny. I am sensing. It is the same type of feeling as when I had sensed the Demogorgon. But I didn't quite understand that sense at the time, which is why I didn't warn you before it was too late. My powers were weakened then. I've grown stronger. This is a... This is a god here on the mortal plane. I feel him close by. Baphomet is his name. Since I've had time to prepare, I'm going to do a history check mm -hmm. on Baphomet. Go for it. 22? No, sorry. 24. Yeah. You recall Baphomet is essentially what... Um, a lot of minotaurs and, and a lot of monstrosities tend to um, uh, pray to. Essentially, is a, uh, it's all about um, civilization is weakness and, and savagery, is, uh, savagery is strength. Um, that is, those are the major tenets, the credo of Baphomet. Civilization, bad. Let's just brutalize everything. He is worshipped by those who want to break the confines of civility and unleash their bestial natures. So he is very ungentlemanly like. He is not <laughs> a fun guy. You do know him as essentially a, a demon lord of the abyss. Previously, you were only aware of the Demogorgon. It would seem there. Baphomet is here. Well, this plan is going straight to hell. Levi, I mean to keep my promise to you, but as, as it stands right now, you're still vulnerable in this state that you're in, in this bottle. If I, I get struck down... I'm a great and mighty powerful god. Or I will be. Yes, you will be. So please protect me. I don't know if Old I can... Friend. But I can do this. What, what are you going to do? I'm walking up to one of the cliffs over the ocean. This is the only way I know to protect you. And I'm sorry, because I may not be making it back. I pop the cork. I look at it one last time. And I say, Grid, no, I can't handle salt water anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've had me in a freshwater tank for five years. David just ruined the mood. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, so I'll look at it one last time. Grit on a bowl. I'll look at it one last time and I'll say, thank you for all the memories and thank you for the last. And I know you'll be strong again. Goodbye, old friend. And he throws the bottle into the ocean. Okay. And Grit's kind of sitting, sitting there at the edge of the cliff, kind of stunned, and you know, he threw his what became his best friend over the last, you know, 250 years. And then he turns around with a new determination. And he looks at one. You might want to stay behind me on this one. And he raises his bracer up. Mm -hmm. He hits a button. And he says... Activate grit protocol alpha one. And he holds his arms out. 
like the uh, what do you call it? The this painting of the man is uh, oh the uh, yeah yeah. He the, just holds his starts with the V, right? Oh. Patrician or something like that. Anyways, but he holds his arms up, and I'm pretty sure like a couple seconds pass, and I, 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 my eyes are closed, and I kind of squint one open, look at one, say, just wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, if you check out of the corner of your eye on the bracers, you see that there's a bit of a homing kind of... It's not giving you exact coordinates or anything. It's like estimations. Uh-huh. And it's like... It's taking a minute. It's taking a minute. But then it happens. One piece... Um, comes flying over and forms right in front of you. Another piece, another piece, until you are seeing a 20-foot-tall, what looks like a robotic mech, but it's laced with arcane energies. It's, it's fastening itself into itself until it's complete. What does it look like? Looks like Mechagrit. Okay, like a gnome, j- j- younger, but, but younger. In his yeah, in his prime, handsome as hell. You know, got the uh, the mustache, wispy mustache. Okay, got the beard. So we got Mechagrit. Your uh, well, this your, is new. Uh, uh, Grit's like grinning from ear to ear because this is the first time Grit's actually seen this assembled. He looks over at one. He's like, yeah. One looks back at him and just says, "Look of awe," because he has no facial yeah, expressions. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I understand it. Bing. You hear your your bracers, and it goes, "Ginormous robotic imitation toughen stuff operation grit alpha assembled," and the top of grit's head <laughs> opens up. Mm-hmm. The eyes are windows. Mm-hmm. And it's in soul. Yeah, well, and inside it seems like there's only enough room for a gnome. Right. Your your bracers also your bracers also um, chime in and say all other units lost. Oh, I know. All other units lost. I'll go ahead and mute that alert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave Bup here to help you. But this is going to get nasty real quick. Just point me where you want me to go. Are you sure you want to do this? This is not... This is on a whole nother level than those things we fought in the city. You hear a roar. It is a guttural, uh, a guttural roar. <clears throat> it seems inhumanly loud for how far away it is at this point. But it is still close enough. I've lived almost 300 years. I've lived a good long life, but you're only five. I am a warforged. This is what I am made for. And Grit smiles at you before he settles into his head. (laughs) Grit, go and write down that you have 200 temporary hit points. Writing down 200 temporary hit points. You have a plus three on top of whatever AC you had before. Or actually, uh, we're going to make you at an even 20 AC. Sorry, because it's kind of a construct around you. 
after the 200 hit points, this this mech, mm-hmm. it's it's not completed. Um, if it does have, you look once you climb in and you put basically there's like a there's some control knobs on the front, and uh, you see a knob that says laser beam. Mm-hmm. You see a knob that says rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. You see another knob that says rocket punch. Mm-hmm. And there is a essentially these windows. You realize that you can kind of open the eye out a little bit, and you can shoot if you wanted to your own gun or cast any magic spells out of it from within. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to use either a laser beam, rocket launcher, rocket punch, I can tell you what those do once you use them. I'd like to keep that bit of a secret for now, though. Okay, because uh, this is extremely experimental tech. So how do spells work? Like. Um like Shield of Faith, for instance. Cannot work on your automation. Okay. Um, once those certain hit points go out and you're a person outside the suit, then you can affect you. So none you of my spells affect actually other people. do yeah. anything, pretty much. Yeah. All right, mending? You can, you can do that to other people if you wanted to. Mending? Does that do anything? Considering it's not a living concert? We will say it's the only way you can heal this thing, but we got to give it a number. Okay. Um, and I'm I'll, gonna, let, I'll let you let you do that. Yeah. Um, for now, we'll say two D, two D eight plus your intelligence modifier. Okay. As you are trying to on the fly mend your thing, but the mending takes an action to do. Right. So you'd be without it. So you climb up in the unit. You get it all going. You do a pose with with the. Uh, with oh, the giant group. oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Very cool. All right, and start start marching towards the sound of the basic death and destruction. Demon. Okay. There's a point when you realize it is riot on the streets. You get into the city proper of the Red Mage Enclave, which is what, basically almost like what would have been the market um, if it weren't all in chaos right, right. now. Um, and again, the closer you get to the city um, center, the more fires you see. And the reason for this is you're seeing, you're seeing red mage on red mage combat. And the red mages, there seems to be ones with their eyes are wide, like they, um, and they, and they almost start starting to look like werewolves. They're, they're. Their claws are starting to come out a little bit. They're getting feral. They're getting feral. Um, you rolled enough to know that when cultists start, uh, when they really um, get into their cult, um, they start getting savage, and they start getting almost to this form of, of Baphomet. You can also ascertain that with him being so close, with him being here, like this is his realm, he can almost start influencing things faster. He can start influencing the world around him. Um, madness starts overtaking everyone. Okay. And in fact, the closer you get um, to the city market square, um, I would like for each of you to make a constitution saving throw. Sorry. Natural 20. 27. All right. 
You both feel the rush. Almost like a wave that hits you of madness. As sentient creatures, you see the you see in your in, in your mind's eye, you see the form of Baphomet. And you hear him say, They are weak. Show them. Show them your savagery. Blood for me. Blood for you. Make them all bleed and burn. But it doesn't affect you. It's just washes over you. But we see him now. Let me get to it. Yes, you, you see him. As that image of Baphomet kind of takes away, slowly slides away, you see a giant fuck off. Um, almost like a the, the hand, like a hairy hand of what would be a minotaur's hand. Like crunch next to a city, or next to a spire, and pull it down slowly. And then you see the head of Baphomet slowly raising up as he puts another hand on another spire next to him to raise himself out of what looks like some kind of um, some kind of underground facility they had. And he lifts himself up. And you hear the other, the, the loud guttural sound yet again. And I will show you guys a picture of what Baphomet looks like. If you guys want to help me describe him, go for it. Mm. Oh, that's less than a minotaur, more like a goat. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. But he has the face of, you think like a horned goat face (coughs) with large, massive, like antlers on his head. But these are, you know. Huge horns. Huge horns, really. Um, His body's fur and huge it's just massive it is a massive creature with with hooves or feet and um these hands that that are just covered in fur and beside him he breaks loose a equally the size of a building this giant two-handed looking glaive and just the earth around you quakes the chaos is enveloping everyone and not that they don't see you or do see you they are too busy killing each other fires are being set fireballs are being thrown all around you what would you like to do as we well, might do some rolls to get to Baphomet if that's what your aim is oh yeah absolutely um, how far away is he now like 100 yards we'll, we'll say 200 feet alright Okay. Yeah, but he raises himself up as big of a building himself. They seem to be distracted and fighting one another. Let's get to that thing. Uh, great hands on his held his hand. Hop on. I jump into the mix and put him on my shoulder. Him and uh, Bup. Okay, Bup climbs on one shoulder of the grit unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is on the other, and uh, Bup is on one shoulder. Yeah. And I'm going to start uh, sp- charging towards Baphomet. And as I'm running, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm looking down. I'm, I'm punting every red mage with red eyes that I can see. 
Yeah, um, let's do this. We're going to do a bit of a... I hesitate to call it a skill challenge. I want to see... <laughs> it's not necessarily going to be a challenge. You're going to get to Baphomet, but I want to see what cool stuff you're doing on the way there. So um, think of an action or... A, you know, If you want to use a spell, you consume the spell to do it, but this is your chance to do something. Um, you can use a skill. You can do whatever, but describe some fun things you'd like to be doing on your way there and roll for it. I'm literally well just taking out as many, kicking as many of the, the possessed red mages out as I can. Roll me, um, at this point, just roll me a straight d20. And we're going to say this is your womp womp. your intelligence check to con do the, man the the levers, get all the levers right that you can actually use the feet well. So this is an intelligence roll? Yes. Uh, so 15, no, 16. 16. It's good enough. Uh, 16 is, um, you're not proficient right now. You're not like, like you just got in this unit. You've never ridden one before. Yeah, give me one more roll. <laughs> well, we can come back to the table. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, you're you're trying to punt things. It's taking you a little longer to get up off mat because you're trying to punt things, but you are also, you're getting used to the controls. Yeah, we never, we never got a chance to beta test us. Yeah. What would uh, one like to do? Uh, one, from the vantage point of the shoulder, is targeting uh, the the red-eyed red mages mm -hmm. um, and just launching off volleys of arrows if it looks like they're getting in the way or they want to try to climb up on this mech to attack it or whatever. So I'm just... Yeah, lobbing arrows out. Just make me one good attack roll for all the attacks you're kind of doing in this in this sequence of this action sequence. All right, that is a uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Mm -hmm. You're just firing your arrows uh, with precision. The ride's a little bumpy, but you know what? You have a good vantage point, being twenty feet up. Um, and things aren't necessarily worried about you, but a couple do come after the, the grit unit. And they are trying to like climb up and, and they're starting to cast some fire fireballs and such. So you see one red mage doing some arcane symbols, you shoot it in the forehead. You see another red mage, this one is just uh, uh, not even worried about magic, trying to climb up and you shoot him through the neck and he falls off the grit unit. There's another one behind you guys. Get you, off my robot. Yeah, you, you do a cool behind the, behind the back shot, and that one um, is, is sticks right through his chest, and he just flies backwards from the velocity of, of the uh, shot. If there's anything else cool with that you would like to describe, you can. But Greg, would you like to do something else? I'm still kicking. All I'm right. trying to learn you guys the controls are now better. 100 feet away. Or not, uh, you, you've gained 50 feet of movement. And that's uh, on on better learning the controls. That's a twenty six. Twenty six. You're still punting now. Oh hell right. yeah! There's this grit basically. Um, yeah, we're talking line dancing. Just. <laughs> but it, it looks. Think about it like that. It, that's awesome. It looks better than that because it's like you you'll 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 rush about fifteen feet and then you'll punt something. Rush something fifteen feet, punt, and a couple of times a couple of red mages actually get up onto the foot. And you just like fling up four of them off, and you actually see when you fling them off, like you see some other like creatures, um, and these are not like now you're looking around and you're seeing that there's actually some like creatures that are just abominations. 
that are starting to come out and join the fray. And uh, some of these have wings and they're flapping around and kind of comes down swooping. And they seem to be a third faction in all this. They don't care. A third faction? Abomination faction. You can roll something if you want to know what's up with it. Yeah, I really do. I'm not just going to tell you. I really, really do. Investigation. Uh, 23. 23. Might be a history check more than that, but you can go and roll it and keep the same. 24. Okay. These seem like creatures from the abyss. And you're not sure how they got here. But whatever summoned Baphomet here, or got Baphomet here, probably got these creatures from the abyss here, too. Are they friendly to Baphomet? I'm not going to make you roll for it. Creatures from the abyss are chaos. They're likely not going to try to hurt a demon lord. They likely know it's too strong for them. So they're going after peoples. Okay, then... Uh, once I notice this, I'll, as I'm still making my trek to Baphomet, I will start punting abominations. Very cool. But, yeah. Um, With vigor. We're going to say you guys start getting about 100 feet. If you'd like to do another round of just cool stuff, we can. Otherwise, we're going to drive right up to him. Well, as soon as I get in range, I'm firing rockets at him. So I'm going to prepare that because he's the, my primary focus. Okay. Um, we're going to treat rockets uh, as in range, almost like uh, uh, they can get up to 100 feet away. Cool. So, yeah. So at a certain point, uh, it you don't get a surprise round because Baphomet's just kind of looking over the battlefield. And he sees this great unit, just kind of, and he kind of tilts his head. He's like, what is this? What are you? You can hear that roar out. He is speaking in. Um, he is speaking in some kind of abyss, abyssal. But if anyone doesn't know abyssal, you don't know what he's saying. So to you, it's just rush on, seek out, sir. What he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just points. Vaguely over at it. And you're not sure if that's the like, and, uh, command no, something. Is he pointing at me? Yeah. At okay. the great unit. No, the great unit slowly raises its hand and flicks it off. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start our Demon Lord fight. 18. <clears throat> Modified 20. Modified. 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 Modified 20. All right. We're setting the stage. You are 100 feet away from Baphomet. Mm-hmm. Between you and Baphomet, we're going to say there is a, a bit of a clearing of, like, just um, a wide road between you and Baphomet, 100 feet away, just for easy sake. You do notice that there are things toppled over and whatever as Baphomet is coming out of what looks like a... A, uh, he, he's now on his feet in full, like, you know, full standing after full he's come out of like a hole in the ground, essentially, that you can't see where that hole in the ground is. Around him, broken down spires that he had used to get himself up. There are 
chaos and and war going on around you. So we will start with grit. Now, as I'm going to, I'm running down the streets. Um, are there buildings kind of like head, like uh, eye level, like the roofs? Yeah, they're mostly about okay. twenty feet high. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, you'll see my eyes are still falling there, but you, but you and Bup here. One and Bup. Yeah, one and Bup here. Jump off of the closest building you can to him. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna continue. So I do that. Um, but I, I'll do that on my neck on my move. Yeah, but I'm running and like you can just do wait till like I get up to him just so yeah. you know. And like, mm-hmm. um, but I shoot these rockets at him that I have. That okay. I, I'm curious to see what I can do because I'm shooting at him before I get into melee range. Okay, so you will get a. Plus three on top of whatever it is you normally roll to hit, roll to hit something. It can be a ranged spell attack, essentially. Still 17. Yeah. 17 does not hit as your rockets fire wide and they crash, they, they explode into a building next to Baphomet. 17 doesn't hit? Oh no, not a fucking demon lord, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, let's go over to... Um, you see a rocket fires out of the palm of one of the uh, of the uh, grit unit. You, uh, What do you do on your turn? Uh, um, one. I am quickly uh, making a quick, like, kind of cursory glance around to see if I can leap from the shoulder to the top of a building and get to some cover. Okay. Uh, within the 35-ish foot range. Um... And then I want to fire off a. Uh, if I get thirty, if I move thirty feet, how close? What range would I be in him? To him. You guys stop. We're gonna say hundred feet away. Make math easy. So you you would then be seventy feet away from him. Seventy feet. And you're basically uh, parkouring, parkouring, uh, parkouring off of the shoulder. Onto a roof. Roll me a quick dexterity check. Could be acrobatics if uh, you're trained in that. Acrobatics. I'm not proficient, but I do have a bonus. Fourteen. Okay, fourteen's good enough. Um, you don't slip off the top of buildings. Buildings are starting to kind of fall and tumble around you. There's smoke everywhere. It's the reason for the roll. Um, it doesn't look super cool, but it's efficient, and that's what yeah. you're doing here. So you get uh, you get to a spot on top of a building that is now thirty or seventy feet away from it. Um, I am going to use uh, an arcane shot, um, and let's see if it'll hit first. So I'll do one arcane shot, and then just a second standard bow shot mm-hmm. off of them. Mm, I'm going to do this one. So that is 30 to hit. Yeah, that will hit the bottom mat. Um, second shot is uh, 21. 21 does not hit the bottom mat. Okay. So I'll just roll the first one then. Um, So the arcane shot. uh, I am casting 
banish a banishing arrow. Okay. That is a, a charisma DC of 15 save. Um, and that does the standard damage uh, since it hit standard damage of 10 plus additional force damage. So does Bane just happen or does he have to roll to resist He has Bane? to roll to resist banishing. Okay. He actually gets saving throws and all these type of things. Yeah, where he gets a yeah, he gets advantage on all these type of things. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and what kind of saving throw is this? Charisma. So that was twenty-three. Yeah. All right. So uh, he basically only just did the ten damage. He got ten damage against him. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got first blood, so he barely notices as like when an arrow sticks into him. Yeah. Okay. And this is a big boy. He's at this point you see him sixty feet tall, wide. Basically it would be crushing buildings as he's getting through the center lane, trying to get towards the grid unit, right? So that was um, your go? Uh I'm gonna use a bonus action. Um the cunning whatever. Uh to Move uh, to do another dash. Okay. And and move forward another thirty feet to cover. Okay. So now, how many feet are you to to it? Uh, I was about seventy away. You, you were seventy. We were, we were at a hundred. I moved thirty-five, so sixty-five. So now I'm moving another thirty with the dash. So now you're thirty-five. 30 feet, now you're thirty dash. feet away from it. Yeah. Okay. That is wonderful news. Did you want Buff to do anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. Because we forgot about Buff on your we did. turn. So, what do you want to do? What do you want Buff to do? Just get off and start heading towards him. I mean, he can't really do much. I mean, he could maybe claw his eyes out. I don't know. Uh, now, there are some. Uh, what we could do uh, stylistically right now is take there's care a of lot the of automation. Yeah. So you could take care of. The so stuff Bup, and keep them Bup off. Buff hops us. off your uh, hops off your shoulder, and now it is in fisticuff fights with both abominations and all kinds of. Um, and all kinds of demon, uh, and all kinds of uh, wild-eyed red mages. Yeah. So yeah, as long as as long there. as he you know is able to keep them off of us, yeah, and because I, I was going to start making a mechanic where if you didn't worry about them, some things would start happening. No, he can keep. Uh, he he can be down there keeping the peace, as yeah. well. So Bob starts. Uh, there's a flying creature that that comes by and tries to uh, and tries to make a claw attack, but rips the wings off the creature and punches it, its face into the ground um, at that point a uh, red mage comes over and tries like do something on the back of Bup and Bup just like backhands him and cracks the, that red mage's face open it's a lot of brutal stuff like that with Bup alright but now we are at Baphomet's turn Baphomet sees the arrow just this little thing this little uh, <laughs> doink doink and he it's like a toothpick <clears throat> And he, and he, but he looks over at, at the grit unit, and he looks over at the, at, uh, at one. He kind of lowers himself like he's like a bull would lower itself, and he rushes where you are, where you're at, and with his horns, he's going to try to essentially bull rush you, and he's going to probably take out part of the building with him. Uh, 
when he does it. As you're on top of a building, 30 feet away from him, right? Do I get an opportunity or a reaction with this? No, no. Because he's coming. <laughs> because he's because he's coming no. into your into your attack range is fine. It's when he tries to leave it that you get Mm-mm-mm. that weirdness happens. I didn't know if I could use uncanny dodge to. Nah. To to try to have so, because he has legendary actions, I'm going to spend two of them on you. Um, where he gets to move up his speed and make Bye. a make something Bye. a really fun thing called a gore attack. It's not that fun. Yeah, not for that. you anyway. It's fun for him. Son of a bitch. Because he yeah, that's a nineteen. Does that hit you? Uh, no, it does not. Okay. Um, but what I would like you to do is make a dexterity save as the building crumbles around you as he just charged headlong into the building you were standing on. All right, yeah. so I rolled an 11. 11. Yeah, I fail. All right. Take seven points of falling damage as you fall into the building that he just wrecked. And he's looking down, looming at you with his, uh, with his glaive. Where did he go? Just rolled it. Hopefully it's gone. Gone forever? Yeah. No. no it's not. That means he can no longer attack us. There it is. No. Because none of us, none of us are going to let you borrow our 20s. Now he gets to use his real moves. Um, because that was a legendary move. All right. So he's broken the building around you, and now he's standing down, looming at you with his giant glaive. And he just... He actually takes his uh, large snout, as big as a building too, his face... And he attempts to bite you. Does a 32. This isn't Victor. I think he touched me. Mm-hmm. So he bites you. Um, Fucking Christ, man. 12, 9, plus 4 is 13. 13 plus um, 23 points of damage on that bite. He chomps right into you. It's his first attack. And then he's going to take his uh, cleaver, essentially. Grit would understand that this is called the heart cleaver from his history lore. That is a 30 to hit. I have been touched. Yeah, all right. Okay. As the cleaver, as he he bites you, you just get free of him, like trying to basically swallow you whole. And then he comes out of the building essentially just long enough to bring his cleaver down, and it probably breaks off a piece of you somewhere. But we'll see. He's got a pretty big chunk off of me right now. That would be 20 points of damage from the cleaver. How much? 20. 20? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Where, where am I at right now? Yeah, your hit points. Uh, I am at 68. Okay. Well, the good news is, so I can spend one legendary point to do one more heart cleaver. Sure. What does a 20 do to you? Uh, that is dead even on my AC. Then so he hits he you hits one me. more time. I wish that tie goes to the defender. No, it's meter beat when it comes to AC. But it makes you feel any better. This one's only 18 points of damage. It does not. Okay. 
So it slices you, probably slices, you're like Robocop, you know, in a scene where things just start kind of falling off of you. Yeah. Slices down and parts of you start to spark. And he slices down you again. Now there's two, basically there's a giant X like sliced into you as he slices one way, slices another. You're, so all the arcane hurts. sinews that were on me now, you see like arcane infusion spilling out what oh, would yeah. basically be my blood. Mm-hmm. 